got enough of that. I don't even have enough the right mic. I don't even have the right mic. Of that. Get the get the microphone working, Rhodesia. Episode one. We on one ten. Episode one ten of the TFW podcast. Yes, there it is. It is one one zero. I am your host, Matt, joined by longtime friend, longtime colleague, Ishan, and longtime wife and longtime everything else, Rhodesia. What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's going on? So we got a, a new little. So you know, Riverside was doing us dirty on Sunday, and you know they wouldn't let us in here to do a recording, so we had to hop on Zoom and, and whatnot. So you know, Big Daddy is part of the tech support world, so I just turned things on, turned things off, trying to figure out what it is, what makes things work. So there's a setting that says uh, as soon as every, all the participants are in the pod it just automatically starts so matt just starts the pod i'm talking about my tummy problems you know like rhodesia's getting set up and so we just we just starting wet and wild on this mug and right i'm ready to go we are here and and that's what it's about thank everybody for listening on sunday yeah we that was like all legit we were sitting there for like two hours trying to get it fixed uh we'll see where we are platform wise or not platform wise but recording software wise here in a couple weeks because this we can't continue to go through looks great sounds great when it works but when it don't work boy i feel like i want to bust out a negro spiritual like you know <laughs> change gonna come you know i'm oh. trying to think what the song is <laughs> you know i don't know the song but i feel like one coming and just to see let's just see Your board is not working. All right, good talk. All right, so we won't be using any sound effects. I'm gonna do. We're gonna do some claps and we do some boos and some yays on. We'll do our own verbal stuff because the, the the board ain't working. So then we also we're gonna do the Darby Allen promo piece. Yeah, because we won't play that either because the board ain't working. So we'll talk through it. It was from last week's Dynamite. So anyway, um, crazy day, crazy day. So update. Of course, everybody on to the personal lives of, of us. I came on here, I guess, a week ago or a week and a half ago. I told you guys about my dad and how he was sick. Once again, thank you guys for all your prayers and support. It hit me with your support and your strength. I was just telling E before we, we hit record. Um, and not to get too deep. Of course, I know you guys are here for the wrestling talk. But the universe, God, the, the strength that I received a few days ago on Friday – is enough to move mountains. I was struggling. Uh, and my dad's been sick for a while. And, you know, we've known he's been sick. And he's known he's been sick for a while. So I've been holding on to that. And something happened, you know, this past Friday where it kind of just like all got off of me. And I was content and I was at peace. So uh, me, Rhodesia, and Little Matt went back to Michigan this past weekend when we recorded a pod on Sunday. We were leaving to record the pod and then go into the hospital to, to see him. Um, and by this time, you know, he's not really, you know, we don't know if he's hearing or not, but he's not reacting to much that's going on. Uh, we were able to say our, you know, goodbyes to him. I was able to say, you know, thank you for everything. You can rest now. We got it from here. Uh, and he did pass away this morning, uh, Tuesday morning. So this show is absolutely going to be dedicated to my old dude, uh, it's it's so funny because Richard, one of my uh, really, 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 really good friends, shot me a text today and reminded me that one of my 
friends in high school uh, also passed away on this date, February 20th, which I forgot. And then he also reminded me that his mom passed away on this date, February 20th. So, of course, not to get morbid, but I'm a big believer in the universe and the power of positive energy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it just shows connection, you know, right? It just shows connection. But for, you know, my dad to not be in pain anymore, yes, of course, I'm going to miss him. And, yes, when the Lions win the Super Bowl next year, I'm going to shed some happy tears because I'm like, man, you missed it by by one year. And, you know, when anything else happens and I want to text him or, or give him a call, I won't have that. But uh, just thank you guys for anybody who has sent a message on X or sent me a personal DM or sent me a text message. Um, just thank you guys because the strength that you guys have helped me get, and I'm going to continue to need it for sure, uh, speaks volumes. So once again, not to get, you know, too, too crazy because this is a wrestling podcast, but Ishan, thank you, sir. And Katrina for your incredible support and thoughts. Rhodesia, of course, you know, you mean the world to me and you've been there step by step. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys, of course, the, the, the heads up. So Rhodesia was kind of like off, you know, iffy on, should she come on and do the pod? I knew I was going to do it uh, because there was no way if, if he would have known we would not do it today, he'd have been pissed off. He, he, he was one of those like, man, if you don't get on that microphone and, and do what you do. So that is what we're going to do is we're going to do what we do on this episode. And I want to start with you, Ishan, because I got a bone to pick. We watched the main event last night. Great main event. Jay Uso versus Gunther. Where was Cody Rhodes at? I don't know. Where was he at? I didn't see it. I don't know. So Jay is struggling because Jimmy shows up. So now it was a two-on-one thing. He's still hitting Gunther with 13 spears. Oh, he, he was spamming that spear button. He wasn't doing super kicks. He was doing spears. Hit him with about 13 spears. Tried to go for a few splashes. Jumping back outside the ring to, to make sure Jimmy don't get involved again. All this is going on. There is not a Cody Rhodes sight team in sight. Gunther ends up winning. We go off with Jimmy beating the brakes off of Jay. And of course, we fade to black. I see online Cody shows up afterwards to sing his damn song, which is interesting. Yo. I think he's a heel, but pull it up. It's there. I just want to ask you, Ishan. This man is supposed to be the baby face of the century. White me, baby face. Everybody loves Cody. Can he, does he not love his own friends? He's the one that brought Jay Uso to Monday Night Raw. So now Jay Uso gets his chance at a singles title that he really wants to knock out a reign of 600 plus days with Gunther. And he can't have Jay Uso's back. I just need you to explain yourself, Ishan. I need you to explain yourself in the Cody universe where the hell he was. Oh, my bad. I was looking at my text. You know, I was Big Daddy was uh he was asleep last night, but uh I got my, my plug from WWE to hit me up and they let me know that Cody was injured. That that some that John Cena Samoan Spike took him out. Do you see how red his neck was? He was getting medical attention. He wasn't fit hours later to do a run in and and, 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 and cause interference from that match. No, he he was selling. He was selling. That's why he wasn't able to be there. I love a sell job. But all right, so yeah. you're telling me, because that was first segment. So you're telling me that a Samoan Spike took Cody Rhodes out for two extra hours where he couldn't come down. His legs still work. I think his fists still work. You're telling me he couldn't come down and make 
that superhero save. I mean, if you if that's what you're telling me, now I know kind of how to peg Cody. I, we ain't, his, we, we ain't seen John Cena since. We ain't seen, seen John Cena since. His career is over. That, did, did, didn't didn't Payman tell us that? That, that, that spike ends careers. So Cody was t- getting taken care of. Rhodesia, uh, you are not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. No, um, you made a comment during the match. But hold on, before you, you say that. Oh, okay. okay. All right, just... I, I was trying to shoot Cody. Because you know, a lot of times you don't want to give it up on the pod. You yeah. want to try to act. You want to try to toe that line of fifty-fifty. I want to hurt no relationships and all that kind of stuff. I need you to stand in it. So if you don't tell the folks what you said, no, I'll you tell can still tell. Ahead. You can still snitch in a second but we're talking about cody right now as far as not coming back out i'm gonna shoot him some bail i'm like you know he's on that plane on a private jet over to perth to get ready for the elimination chamber you tell me that this guy last time i checked a couple months ago broke his damn elbow with a chair shots and he can come and have a match at the end of a show i ain't forget that he oh you're talking about also when he tore his peck too that too. And he actually wrestled a, in a Hell in a Cell? Are you talking about but, like that? But yeah, but then you got me when you said got he came back out at the end of the night. Soon so as he went play dark. his music. Soon as he went dark. So Cody, Cody, Cody. Man, what's... You, you were a brother. We all know that the end of the show is different from the like show. You kind of, you like half white, half black brother at this point. And he, and the he show... did it on Black History Month too. The oh, show was on, over Cody. at that point. He come, this, this is to send the, the, the crowd home happy. This ain't nothing to do with that. And we know from a storyline perspective, it would take some of the, the 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 steam off of Jimmy and Jay if somebody came out and saved him. It don't matter who came of out course. there. Y'all know what it is. Of y'all course. come out I'm here just joking. being heels. I'm just y'all teasing. pulling your pants down on Cody for the, a thousand times. This, this is like part of the gimmick. Like any way we can pull our pants down, spread cheeks, and poop on Cody. Okay. I'm not sure why. We're, we're, we're a podcast trying to build an audience here and y'all continuously want to tear it down by crapping all over the hottest wrestler and i don't know what we're doing i guess i gotta be the guy that kind of stands up and say enough's enough but enough is enough and it's time to move on to the next segment matt what you got next? all right well i don't cater to the cody crybabies we'll we'll leave that up to you so if we're moving on to the next segment then let's talk about the main event with uh jay and Gunther. we ain't gonna talk about the match but the the jimmy interference so we were kind of going back and forth on hey if they are going to do this for mania it's, it's about time to start and when he announced his match last week i think i even put on twitter like the 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 jimmy no yeet i was like spoiler for next week so that was like the smart money we kind of knew that was going to happen how'd you guys think it played out and do you think it was enough to kind of start that rivalry back up because they haven't you take out the rumble they haven't really done anything since september or october whenever that was was it enough for you to say, okay, yep, I'm ready to get back invested in Jimmy versus Jay at a WrestleMania match. That first part, as far as how the match ended, I was happy how that went down because I didn't want Gunther to lose it to Jay considering, I guess we're going to presume that it's going to be Jimmy Jay at Mania. So I'm, I was happy about that part of it. I was like, we need to get to this now as far as getting Jimmy and Jay heated up. We're, what, six weeks out, five weeks out? I'm like, this is probably like the the last week to get that going to where it didn't feel like it was just thrown together. If they probably would have waited one more week, it probably would have, because mania is going to be here like this, like before you know it. So I think the timing maybe was just uh, maybe last week we could have got there, but we didn't and we had other things going on. So that's okay with that too. So I'm just excited to see where this is going to go as far as the full bloodline 2.0, because again, if we're talking about it's the bloodline, 
and is Jay still part of family? Rock still says he's family. Family is family no matter what. And I, my little conspiracy theory part when Cody was getting his medical checkup because he couldn't take a little poke to the throat. Um, I'm like, he's like, well, um, Adam Pierce comes in talking about something. What do you want to do? What you want to do? What you want me to do? And Cody's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. Well, maybe he already knows something that's going to be in the works. That's probably why he isn't tripping. Like I thought he should have been tripping after that match. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Um, I was kind of surprised when actually I was hoping at this point we would get Gunther and Jay at Mania. I thought it'd be an amazing sight to see Jay win and him doing the his little dance at the end with the championship. I thought that'd be a, a great moment for Mania. I know that the, the the two brothers wanted to have that match at the Mania, and, and, and hopefully that's a it, it comes out across real well. Um, they could, you know, really hype a feud up between the two of them. Um, with them bouncing back and forth between the shows, you know, Jimmy pops out of nowhere. I'm sorry, Jay pops out of nowhere on Friday and attacks Jimmy, and this just goes on for weeks, and it has to be settled in some kind of blood feud at Mania. I mean, definitely. Um, they can really heat this up, but the the biggest question for me is like, all right, what do we have for for Gunther? What's what's who's he going after? I mean, are we going to run back Chad Gable? Are they going to heat him back up? I know he had a match the other day. I think hell of a match too, hell of a match with Ivar and that crowd. And granted, that car that crowd was there. Shout out to Anaheim, they they brought it all night. Um, that match was great, and I'm so I'm watching the match and I'm thinking like, okay, they could easily heat him back up because that story still wasn't done. It still is not done. But if you listen to Sammy's promo and Sammy basically just talked about how there is a pathway for him to win a champ. I think he said there's a pathway for him to win a championship at WrestleMania. But we know he's not going for the, the main title. That's the whole point of having chamber. And we'll give our picks for chamber here uh, at the end of the show. We know he's not going for the tag belts. That doesn't make sense. I, mean, I can't see him going for the U S title. That's on SmackDown. The only other title that makes sense is Gunther. And they could tell a incredible, like, NXT black and gold Sami Zayn underdog story. If you guys remember, that was his story. He always got close and lost a big one. Always got close and lost a big one until he won the championship. And then KO turned on that same night. But they could tell a fantastic story with Gunther being indestructible, undefeated against Sami Zayn. So I think that that may be where they're going. And I, I mean, I would be here for that. If that's what they do. I can't see him winning. Oh, she she did it, E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you talk all that stuff about E. If my if the soundboard worked, I would hit the air horns. You over there talking and you on mute. First time for everything, right? It's first time for everything. I lost my train of thought. Oh, there it is, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. It was like a oh. it was like a half ass air horn. <laughs> yeah. Um I thought that too, like Sammy, Gunda, I could be there for it. But when Gable mm-hmm. won last night and how he won, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is the story they're trying to tell to heat him back up to go after Gable. Cause I thought after Gunther, cause I did think after Gable got back with his Alpha Academy, is that, that's what it's called, um, yep. that it was kind of going to be put on pause to after Mania. But seeing his showing last night, and how they led up to it, like how Ivar talked about he went through everybody in their whole Alpha Academy. Now it's time for him to go after the leader, the main person. And for him not to win, that's just, again, I thought heating him up. Well, they're heating him up because he also cut a uh, promo 
on dot com afterwards and he basically talked about it's time for Chad Gable to worry and care about Chad Gable. Which mm-hmm. you know, that's of course the babyface way of saying, Hey, I'm going for singles competition now more mm-hmm. than than not. So either way, I I would be really excited to see him and Sammy and I think that match would be incredible. Actually we know that match would be incredible. Mm-hmm. May even still to show on whichever night they put it on. Damn. Um but I'm still waiting for Gable. So E to your point, I guess you could go with that match. And then Sammy loses, and then Gable can can take the title off of him after Mania. After Mania. So we'll see with that. Uh our our guy Derek has sent us I'm sure he doesn't believe it now or he doesn't think it now. So Derek, when you hear this, let me know if you still feel this. He sent this uh last week. So we, we I wanted to get to it on Sunday and we ran out of time. He said, uh, can y'all see a betrayal happening at Mania with the bloodline? I think Jimmy turns face and costs Roman the title and Jimmy leaves the bloodline. Uh, this was all just a plot to break Roman. What do y'all think? I think it could have been the case if we didn't see what we saw on Raw. I don't think there's any way in the world now Jimmy turns face after he just attacked Jay like he did. But what's your guys' thoughts on, is there any possibility that could still be a thing? Before Raw, for sure. Um, could it's been uh, all the cohorts with um, Rock, but after what we saw, mm-mm. no, not after what we saw. But I also feel like there's so much juice with uh, Jay right now in a, on mm-hmm. a singles run that I don't think it's ready for him to go back and attack. Like I want the Usos to get back together at some point. My favorite tag team. I want to maybe my favorite tag team of all time. I don't know if I rated them that high, but one of my, one of my favorite tag teams. Um, but I think right now Jay is so high as a singles guy. I, I think that he needs to ride that this wave until you know it cools down. If it cools down, because he's just so phenomenal as, as a singles. Um, maybe in another year or so they get back together and they you know do the tag team thing again, but I, I want to see Jay continue his singles run. I agree. I don't, I mean, and of course we know with storytelling, anything can change at any time, but to that point, E, I can't see them doing anything in the next three, four months where I'm like, you know what I'm clamoring for? Mm-hmm. I'm clamoring for Jimmy and Jay to get back together. together. Yeah. Like, uh, uh-uh. like even, even if we were to get that hug spot after their mania match, Oh, maybe that may change it. If they, if they, have an incredible match, and then, you know, they shake hands or they hug, we may feel like, all right, they beef long enough, and now we can get back together. But I'm with you. He's, his, his shirts are always selling. He's got new merch. He's got the new sunglasses. The crowd's behind him. He is a legit semi-main event act on Raw right now. And yeah. I think he could be a main event act if you take Cody out the equation, you take Seth out the equation. Like, I think if something was to happen and they put that world title on Jay, business not dropping. Right. He's in the he's in the uh, Sami Zayn like lane, like that upper mid card guy that you can put, and he you know arguably has a chance. You know he may, but he has a chance to 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 give an upset. Um, you know I would love to see Usos back together once they get that tag division hot, like get a couple of hot tag teams together that you would love to see the Usos tag against. Um, but yeah, as we said, I think right now isn't the time you. Take that rock, that rocker strap off, Jay. Yeah, I would say though for this Jimmy and Jay at Mania, I probably would have been against it because you just look at Jay is just so much higher right now than Jimmy is as far as a character. Um, but if this whole Mania is about the bloodline, I think it's just apropos, as Cody says. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then you also can do, well, they're not doing Rock and Roman. I'm sure probably what the original plan was, start the night with Jimmy and Jay in the night with Rock and Roman. Mm. Bet you, I bet you that was their quick placement okay, of matches. Okay. And you, yep. And then you, you can, you can book in it that way. Uh, so Cody, Cody, we talked about, he should have came out at the end, but he did start the show. Him and Drew had a, a really strong match. Hey, Radizia, what your, what's your thoughts about Cody Rose's uh, wrestling style? Well, I've said this for years, and I've said it since we've started this pod. His wrestling style of matches is not my cup of tea. I didn't even say that about Roman. I don't like how they wrestle. It's just to me, it's it, this is probably the old school working of a match. And you already know what I like. I like grips and graps and moves and flips and flaps and all that kind of stuff. I like fast, fast moving pace kind of graps <laughs> and flips and flaps. There we go. I want that. Yeah. I want that. I want she that. like head butts and, and head butt- house of horror that. matches. Yes. No, um, yeah. house of horror. No, it was only that one time when the blood was all over him. I did say That's it was pretty need. bad. Yeah. But when Cody, those, oh, like I can, I can sit and say he's putting on a good match. It's just nowhere near my favorite kind of match to watch at all. So, again, even Rock, I'm sorry, Roman and Cody last year, probably two styles of matches that I don't really care about. I still love the match because of the story they were telling then. But just, like, watching them wrestle, to me, watching paint dry might be more entertaining. Sorry. Hey, hey, hit that gunshot, E. Hit that gunshot on her. She no, said, "Watch the paint that. dry." No. <laughs> don't be a hater, man. No, don't be a hater. No. I do think that. Um, well, I don't think anybody would say Cody is a flashy wrestler, and you like flash. Yeah, is all it is. Well, you also like Gunther too, and there's nothing flashy about. Yeah, Gunther. but because I think he's just so different. Like it's just like I have never seen this before, and this could be that UK style of wrestling. Um, but when he first came over in NXT UK, and as Fat Walter, and we probably should stop saying the fat part, but as Walter, mm-hmm. I'm like. This dude is a, he's like, I know nothing about him. And I knew that he had to be the champion. He had to be. His aura, the aura wasn't even a thing back mm-hmm. then, but I just knew it would with Gunther. He's different. He's him. He, so Cody lost last night to Drew. His only second pinfall loss since he's been back in WWE. Look the balloons. And it was the same finish as WrestleMania 39, which I thought was genius. Absolutely love that. What was your thoughts on the finish and then just Cody losing his, by pinfall, his second match since being back with the company? Hey, you know, real quick, I, I think it's interesting that uh, Roman and Cody, you know, the two hottest wrestlers in the, all over the world, they don't have working styles that are are your fancy. Like, right? It's interesting because... I don't, you know, when you think about the, like the rock, for instance, I said the the rock style, like I can't think of my favorite rock match. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Coach, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Roman's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I can't tell you what my favorite Roman match is either, but I just go to show you how much character and story matter for wrestling. Right. Like those yes. moves and matches, they don't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. And I think that that's the same for most pro wrestling fans like right um but to ask your question um i was fine with it you know um i wasn't even surprised actually you know what i was more surprised is that here it is um you know two months before mania we're getting like you know these mania level matches or at least matchups right 
um, Drew and Cody, and then we get Gunther and, you know, Jay, you know, four hot wrestlers. We're getting matches, you know, on a, on a Monday Night Raw. You know, and I, I, I can't say a stray Monday Night Raw, but I just find it to be very, very interesting. But the, the finish itself I thought was fine. I, I liked when I saw it happen. I'm like, damn, this is the same, you know, finish. But you know what? The finish here was totally fine, right? This, this was, that was a nice finish. This is what they should have did. They, 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 they actually took the finish and placed it properly <laughs> and actually made it mean something instead of having it did mean something placing it crappily, we still, we still you know, about it. years ago. But no, it was fine. But that does speak to something, right? Where I hope you get a um, oh, I hope Rhodesia gets like a paper cl- uh, like like cut <laughs> a paper cut. And that's how she raises her her finger like that. <laughs> I hope it's just something that just cuts that finger just for doing it. I do think that. Oh, but... oh gosh! Hey, <laughs> but... you know, hey, real quick, right before you go, man. So you know, Rhodesia just gave me the middle finger, fans. I didn't say anything bad. She gave me the middle finger. I remember. Actually, I was when, showing you uh, my paper cut that I got on my middle finger. That's actually what I was. Oh, showing she, you. she gave me another middle finger. <laughs> so, um, this is like when, when my wife and I, Katrina, were still dating, and I think I jokingly gave her the middle finger, Uh-oh. and she was so upset. She, you would think I like cursed at her. Well, I guess that's what it means. Like, yeah, I can't well, you believe <laughs> you disrespected me. I, I don't know what to do. Right. And now here it is. Now, uh, I want to say years later, here she is. She's giving me middle fingers all day long. You wish me ill will. You said a damn irritating paper cut. You might as well have said like a hang cuticle. I don't even know what's worse than that. Oh, them, them hang cuticles is worse. I get those. Those are the time. worst. Oh my gosh. Those are the worst. Uh, before y'all went on y'all hilarious tangent, I was asking about, I was just saying just how um, smart that the finish was, though, because as soon as you saw it, you knew, oh, that's the WrestleMania 39 finish. Ain't too many finishes, and, you know, maybe you can go Hawk Andre, maybe you can go Hogan, uh, Warrior. Like, there's not many finishes in the history of wrestling that when you see it in another match, you'd be like, oh, that's the finish from blah, blah, blah. That's, so that's how crappy it was. We no, should, know you got the one. dusty finish. We should call it the Roman finish. Call it the Roman finish, right? Hey, I mean, you could. You call it the bloodline yeah. finish. That's how all his matches have been finishing. But, I, I, of course, we know just from a story perspective, it made so much sense because Cody lost that way at 39. Seth's been trying to tell him, like, hey, you need some help. You can't fight the bloodline by yourself. Then he loses again that same exact way. And how awesome was it? It happened to Drew McIntyre, who also had that same type of finish happen to him at Clash of the Castle. But now he got over on that finish where back then it was a detriment to him. So I, I, once again, I thought that, that all that, that kind of stuff That was great storytelling. That's it why is. I like it, it so much. They, they tell yeah. a story mm-hmm. with it. It is. And then I thought about like when I saw it, and I'm like, damn, okay, that is his only second pinfall loss. And we know Cody's him. We know Roman's him. So this has nothing to do. Take Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns out of it. They are one of ones with their connection to the, the fans and all that kind of stuff. But can you think of any wrestler that you've ever seen that would have a win-loss record like those two have had? That wouldn't be a, a massive money-printing star? Mm, you lost me on that last part. I had two people in mind, but no. Who'd you have? No. Mm. No, say it. Mm-mm. 
the reason for Rhodesia, maybe you still haven't learned this whole thing of like content <laughs> creating, right? When you are on the microphone, when you have cameras, you're what they call a content creator. Your job is to create content. And you can't create content by holding all of your takes in and then as soon as the microphone's off, you let them fly. I don't care about hearing them. Tell the folks that are listening to this podcast That's pretty mean. what your takes are. That's pretty mean. You're supposed to be there for everything that I talk to you about. All of it. I'm always there. I just don't right. have to care. Whatever. So who, I got, who one, I got, I got another paper cut for you, too. How about that? All right. She's giving another me. finger. Okay. Oh, Ishan is so you, disappointed then. in this right hey, now. Hey, I know Ishan don't, 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 don't care about ruffling no feathers. Ishan, can you think of anybody? <laughs> you know, I can't think of anybody, but you know, when, when, um, when I think another question I would have is like, has anybody's win loss record kind of flown under the radar? Cause I hadn't even noticed, you know, Cody hadn't lost matches in months or a year or whatever it was. Right. Cause like, I don't know if they really talk about his win loss record mm -mm. or how many wins he's had, things of that nature. And like that you normally would. And I think that kind of helps, you know, kind of keep, you no know, Cody, like you think about, cause like I said, like I'm a big, huge Cody fan. And I feel like this version of Cody, this white meat, old school, seventies, baby face character. I'm just really surprised that it works this way and resonates with this audience. Um, and I think maybe that's what helps it is that they don't bring attention to that. He hasn't lost matches. Like, right? cause I think if they said, Oh, Cody record, Cody Rose hasn't, you know, one hasn't lost a match in two and a half years or whatever the case may be. You start getting that Charlotte Flair hate, like, Oh man, they're, they're forcing them. Like they're, they're, they're forcing him down his throat. Like, well, we haven't, they're, they're not forcing Cody down no, our throats, even though he has been winning almost every single match aside from this one with Drew. Because you've seen him left laying in segments, right? He's fighting from underneath a lot in these matches. And then the other part of it too, and this is common sense, people love a winner. So that's why I asked about like the kind of the win loss thing. Like they did it with Ryback and it took a long time, but then Ryback started getting over. Um, you know, the whole feed me more thing, but he's probably the only one that I could think of in the past that was given a, like a, almost an undefeated streak. And then, all right. Are they where they should be? It worked for Jay. Well, it worked for Goldberg. I got one. I would say Who? God rest his soul, but probably Bray Wyatt because he, as the, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to call fiend. him the demon. He's the fiend as the fiend. He pretty much ate everybody up. And then toward the end of that last year, we kind of were like, well, where, where is this going? And I think some people, even maybe mm, some of us on the show one. had even said that he's yeah. not as high as he needed to be at that moment. That's a good one. Yeah. Because everybody that he wrestled was just, he left them laying afterwards. They were never the same. So yeah, that, that's a good one. They probably could have eventually turned him a baby. Super hot. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's probably could turn to baby. Yeah, it would have made more sense for his supernatural character. Um, you know, it's funny you talk about Ryback, man. I was a huge Ryback guy for like when he me was too. hot, I was hot on him too. Feed me I more, man. Ryback. Ryback I, bought, I bought a Scully. No, maybe you bought a Scully, man, but I wear the Scully. Yep. I bought the Ryback Scully. And then and then he was working as a face and then he turned him heel. And the heel yeah. run was like. Crap. Just weird creative. I mean, I know that like Punk didn't like wrestling him and. Some people said he's unsafe or whatever. I'm not sure that's what kind of soured him with mm -hmm. creative. I don't know what the hell is going on, but that's just more weird. See, now, like, the weird 
booking events makes sense because he just is a weird, nasty man. So, of course, the weird nastiness would bleed over to his booking, right? I mean, he was too busy being a nasty, weird man it, to make good booking things, decisions. It's some things, man, that you just see now, and you're just like, wow, that would have never been a thing with Vince at the head of creative, and it's working. Yeah. Right? Same thing kind of like with Kevin Dunn. Like, these, I continue to just talk about the presentation on these shows and how great it is. And it's like, man, good, good riddance, Kevin Dunn. Like, thanks for nothing and, and get it, get out. Another thing I wanted to bring up from Raw, and you guys can take anything extra from Raw, because there was a lot we could talk about. That woman's segment last night, I think, wasn't the best. And I, you could tell they had a good time out there, which I always like seeing the wrestlers have a good time. And Bianca's pop, holy hell. I thought that it was, I thought it was gone. I didn't Holy think she hell. had that ability to get popped like that. <laughs> Yo, and it wasn't just any old school fans know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm about to say. It wasn't the initial pop. It was the noise from the crowd after that just stayed. And it was like a murmur and it just kept going and kept going and kept going while she's cutting her promo. And then they get to the EST channel. They tried it, but that was, that was something special. Like, if I could get goosebumps, I probably would have got goosebumps for her because that is one of those old school, like, uh, Legion of Doom, World Warrior pops that you hear where the pop just gets higher and higher. And it didn't get higher and higher, but it popped. And then it just, the noise just stayed where you would think, like, is that like canned noise? Are they doing something with production? And it wasn't. That was literally crowd's reaction when they saw her. I was like, wow. Did you peep? Did you peep that E? I didn't. I think, I'm, you know, I honestly, I don't. Remember when I fell asleep, man? I think I kind of oh, passed out at some point. Oh, all right, well, I, yeah, I don't know, and I I can't tell you at what point I I passed out. Um, I remember certain parts of it. I do remember the uh, women's uh, last chance battle royal. Match. The battle royal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but I think that might have been when I fell asleep, or maybe I woke up at some point. I'm not sure who won that match. So you guys Raquel, have to leave me to this one. She yeah, did. Okay. I know back. she came back. I don't know if she actually mm-hmm. won it. Hey, so yeah. I had a quote when I saw her and her doing her power things. I know that, you know, a while ago it was kind of the scuttle booty was Jay was going to be in the match. So when I saw Raquel coming out, I'm like, oh, I wonder is Raquel taking her spot as like the big power girl to do the big power moves and whatnot. Um, so what do you guys, do you think that Raquel took that spot? I know Matt has some thoughts on that. Um, what I'm going to say really quickly about that woman's segment, and I'm just going to give it up because you said, hey, content, right? And this is with the most respect possible. But Uh-oh. when Becky first came out and she starts talking in the middle of the ring, and I think it's maybe with me and my connection to Becky, I feel like maybe I connect with her more when she is backstage cutting a promo. Because when she comes out to the ring, it don't to me, it feels almost like maybe she's trying to feed off of the crowd instead of just being in sync with the crowd and just going for it. It's like she's trying to feed into mm. it. Again, this is my perception of it. Because at one point, I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? I mean, because at one point, she was just rambling, waiting for Liv Morgan to come out. Maybe Liv should have came in 10 seconds sooner. But at one point, I looked up and I'm like, she's still talking? Oh, shit. That's when I fell asleep. Yeah, because, <laughs> right. Because she just kept talking. And I'm like, I know this is a three-hour show. And I am not trying to disrespect her at all. But I was just like, it's just not, that part won't connect with me. But when she's 
and on backstage interviews, I'm like, hell yeah, Becky. When she's coming and they're showing just her video mm. walking from outside through the ring or through the back, I even get hyped because she, she has aura. She has it. But when she was talking out in that middle of that ring and I'm starting to see some, some common denominators with how I feel when she's talking, when she's in front of a live crowd, ugh, by herself, because she was by herself up front, it's like, okay, nope, there's just no connection with me. Damn, Rory, you know, I was telling you guys that like a, a couple of shows ago, I was telling y'all that about Becky. And those, but the and backstage those, those was crazy. The backstage interviews are good. I love but when But they're, they're also quicker. Yeah, they're right? quicker. Right? And yep. I don't know if they're pre-stage. Because like she comes out there, the man's, the man's come around to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that just sounds so stupid. Like, you know, like the... <laughs> like. Like the Cody, like, hey, what are you talking about? I, I don't like when he does that. Yeah. I don't like when, when yeah. Becky does the, the man's come around. I don't know where she's gotten that from, but I just dislike it so much. I actually, I actually, um, when I listened to her promo, I'm like, damn, I said the same thing, Rodisha. I'm like, what is this woman talking about? And this ain't the, this ain't the first time, right? I was actually kind of glad when Liv came out there and interrupted. <laughs> I'm like, all right, get this. Let's move this on. Yep. So you know what's funny? And we hadn't had a conversation. Me and Rodisha didn't talk about this. And I didn't go back and listen. But, and I was doing a couple things during the promo. I was still watching, but maybe I was, I think I was just eating. So I wasn't really like looking at the TV 24 7 throughout her entire promo. Listening though, and I, I'm gonna go back now that you two have that same feeling. I'm gonna go back and watch it. And of course, let us know. Hit us up on X. That's FNW. Let us know in the YouTube comments if you feel the same way. We could talk about it on Sunday's show. She was chasing the hug. From the crowd. That's what I'm saying. Okay, perfect. That's probably the better way of saying it. And about yep. halfway through the promo, mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, she's chasing it. Stop mm -hmm. chasing it. It'll come. And if it doesn't come, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she's she's too great to ever chase exactly. the hug. And that's in that and I feel it. So it's almost like she's like you're you're begging for them to to like you and want you. Yep. Stop. You got this. Yep. And if it's yep. just a you crowd that is not feeling you, then fine. Then you it's just fine. fall flat on your face that day. That doesn't change who you are. And we know she'll learn from it because she always has and she'll get better. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton didn't have the best night on, on the mic either. And it was just the the material. So E, yeah. it was funny because so they switched up her entrance music. They got rid of the Barbie kind of theme over like her font, which I, I thought that was perfect for her. And they completely switched her music up. So they gave her new mm. music, gave her new font. She comes out. And if I didn't know any better, I'd be interested to see what her promos are like going forward but she cut a wink to the internet wrestling community promo so she comes out and she immediately goes after naomi and she's like she makes a comment about you know and you left wwe to try to go like be better crickets from the crowd and then she stuck it like she she waited like they told her like hey you're gonna get a reaction let the reaction happen and then start your promo again. And there was really no reaction. So she's sitting there with the microphone and she's like this and there's nothing for like three seconds. And then she hits another line where she goes to uh, Bianca where she's like, you're so last year, like you peaked in 2023, like you're done. And that's something we've seen a lot on the internet It's okay. It's over for Bianca. Like she's had her time. So when she hit those two lines, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if her new, she's still going to be the brat. She's still going to be Tiffy time and all that. But I'm like, I wonder if her new character is going to be what the internet says about these people. Um, and she didn't really get a response either. 
from the Bianca line. And then, like, I hate when that happens because then it's more of just like, man, see, we really are like the 5% of wrestling fans that, like, know everything and we react to every little single thing so we can pinpoint what they're talking about. So, when it, when, like, when it falls flat like that, I'm just like, man, they aren't going to, like, book for us. We don't matter. <laughs> What's I wonder if she's going to be like that new social influencer type. But she could have done that you know? as Barbie. Like, I have no, um, you said that her uh, promo or her showing kind of fell flat or whatever word you used. I would just say that I was just upset that she went for the low-hanging fruit is what I didn't like. Because she still has the aura. She still looked comfortable. She still looked comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe maybe she could have just, like you said, chose just something different. Because just like how we would get irritated in AEW, Sometimes that low hanging fruit just uh like why you you're better than that. You don't need to to go for that. So like I, you said, I agree with Matt though. I didn't hear the line, but um I don't know if she's one of the talent that probably writes her own stuff yet. Like a not. Becky and those I probably somebody fed her those lines. Yeah. Um but as it goes to show that, you know, their audience doesn't care about that insider stuff. Like yeah. I don't think they even know. Yeah, because right. that was how they how they reacted. So of course, just and that was probably the only thing I didn't like on the show. And it wasn't that I hated it. It just it didn't land. That's all. It just didn't land. Um, y'all got anything else from Raw before we move on to Brandon James sent us a question. I only call you Brandon James, Brandon James, because it's the other Brandon, which the other Brandon was gonna is gonna be on the pod Sunday for our Elimination Chamber recap. So that's why I call you Brandon James, Brandon James. But I like the Brandon James. It just like flows Brandon off the James. tongue. It's Brandon yeah, James, cool. right? Y'all got anything else for Raw before I get to this question? Uh, I think this happened on Raw. So it is 100% official that R-Truth is just like not in. He's in DX now. He's no longer in Judgment Day. That's all. Well, he That's all he did DX, but he, but he has DX's, DX has his back. Triple H and got Shawn it. Michaels has his back. <laughs> not Shawn Michaels, right? <laughs> got it. Okay, that, that's it. Thought that was fun. I thought that was cool. His um little interview he had in a rain poncho. Still didn't quite understand that. Yeah, oh I told God, Matt. Man. I told AE. I told Matt that he was actually walking around without a shirt on, and they were like, "Before you can get violated, you got to put up something on." And that's all he could find was a rain poncho. I don't know how Jackie did not break. Actually, you know, I added. I, you know, I tagged her in the tweet. And I just said, and the best performance of the night goes to Jackie for not breaking during this video package. Ron Killens is the GOAT. He retweeted it, but she responded and she said, I'm a serious journalist with a smiley face. You are, Jackie. You are absolutely a serious journalist because mm-hmm. I don't know how many takes. That, that was not a one taker. No way. I probably have to no sit in my resignation. Like Once I see that I'm interviewing Art you today, all right, you know, this has been good. I'm going to be like SpongeBob. I'm going to head on out. I'm going to head on out. I know how this is going to go. And no, just to think about it, like, I guess it's 10 years ago at this point. I was like, damn, when are we going to get that serious heel our mm. truth When are we going to get that in WWE? And now you look at him right here, like, the, one of the funniest men in America, right? Yeah. And I think, too, like, to that point, he's hilarious. So this is not taking away, like, oh, he would have, this same material would have worked years ago mm-hmm. when he was doing it. But I also think the show has more serious tones to it. So when you do get some levity, if the levity's good, it sticks out even more. Sure, sure. 100%. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why. 
Because and I, and I think also you got crazy ass Vince throwing in his nuggets of what he think is funny. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's letting truth can just be truth and do his thing out there. And knowing, hey, I've been doing this for like twenty years. I know what's funny. And I and I was saying that to Rhodesia yesterday. E, looking at like the new day, so they they're going to have that no DQ match with Imperium it's on Monday fight. next week, and they cut a real serious promo. It was the promo was great. Right? Promo was great. I'm just kind of like, all right, what's next? Like, what are we doing here? I'm excited for the match because it's New Day and Imperial. I know the match is going to be good, but okay, cool. But I was like, talking about the embarrassment of riches. You got uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, two goats in their own right. And they are not needed anywhere close to the top of the card. Like, just think about the knowledge they have, the wisdom they have, how they can still go in the ring, how they can teach other people. It's, but once again, it's just the embarrassment of, of riches WWE has right now, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, but back to Brandon James. He said, so this was from a few days ago. I can cut out the first sentence because that's not, it's old now. He said, um, I started thinking about, wow, we are really feasting again this WrestleMania season. Like last year with Sammy, KO, Cody, and the Bloodline, this year, has me full of excitement. Triple H is cooking, and before he took over WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania was sold on just that, the name. Other than a, bu- a big few matches, in large, WrestleMania season was very uneventful. So question for you guys. How much are you all enjoying this year compared to last year? And before last year, what WrestleMania season do you remember that really made an impression? I should have had this question before just right now on the spot. That takes some time. Uh, for personal reasons, la- last year was better lead up than right now. Um, one, because we were going to it too. So to answer that, this one is probably not as exciting. Um, I know that it's going to be an incredible two-day WrestleMania. Uh, but prior to this, um, man, we've been blessed to go to so many WrestleManias. I would say WrestleMania 18. One, it was Rock versus the person we're not going to say. And it was my senior trip. So I'm going to say this is my first time, like as an adult, quote unquote, on my own, out of the country, has nothing to do, I guess, with wrestling per se. But as far as looking forward to WrestleMania, mine would be WrestleMania 18. You know, I haven't, um, I guess it wouldn't seem like it, but I, I hadn't been really the biggest WWE fan in the past probably eight years. Um, I have, I haven't really enjoyed many of the manias to be quite honest with you. I would say probably last year's mania was probably the most enjoyment I had in a long time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania 40. Um, probably my favorite really was the show. So like my first, I've, I didn't start going to manias until late in life. And that's really when I got cool with these jokers over here. And I think I've, I've told <laughs> The story about uh, WrestleMania, I'm not sure of the year, but uh, 2015, the year I first met Cody. Um, that was Dallas, right? Was that Dallas? That was Dallas, yeah. So WrestleMania Dallas. So 32. Um, really enjoyed hanging out with my homies and going to fan access the actual experience of WrestleMania because like the it's like an experience, especially if you go for the weekend. But the actual show itself, man, I, I can't tell you I really enjoyed it. I mean, for me... I spent, for me, which was a lot of money <laughs> to go to that mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And I was like, I felt like I was in a whole other arena. That's how far away from the damn ring I was sitting. Um, 
And I remember this being a long, grueling day. We got there probably at like one o'clock. We didn't leave to after midnight. You know, I, man, I yep. think I might have dozed off. This is before I got, I became Sleepy Big Daddy. I think I dozed off at one point. I had to. I was tired. Um, I those shows for me just were like they just oh, they were, were too eight hours, man. long. They were just too damn yeah. long. And yep. when they switched over to the two night format, I started my, my fandom for WWE started weighing because I thought Vince was just the worst booker in the, in the entire history of the business. Um, so it was two nights of just me not enjoying the show. So I will probably say 39 was probably as a viewer uh, was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, this one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we don't even know the car yet. I love us to kind of guess the car before we actually do it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to 40. I'll say 39 long winded answer. So actually we can, so what even make that mark that down. Let's do that for next Wednesday show because we'll have chamber. So we should know the number one contenders and et cetera, et cetera. Let's do, Hey, if we were booking mania as storylines are, what would our card be? Uh, but to Brandon's question. So like, which is a great question. WrestleMania is for me to reduce point we had been to like 10 in a row or something like that, 11 in a row. And my issue with manias were to Brandon's point. Yeah. One or two big matches. And then either the rest of the matches you didn't care about, or you knew already what the finish was going to be. Like I remember WrestleMania 29, right? I believe that was New York. And that was rock Cena two. And I remember, and I was 100% right, I called every single winner weeks before the show. And I'm just like, and that was that was Taker, Punk, that was, uh, I can't remember the card, whatever. But that was the point. Like, I was like, man, we know what's going to happen here. And that shouldn't happen on your biggest show of the year where you can call every single match. Um, but I think for me, I'm more excited probably this year outside of going to the show than last year. Cause they just have so many over talents, LA Knight, Logan Paul, Dom. I'll put Dom in there for, for heat, Gunther, Jay, Jimmy, Roman, Cody, rock, um, Sammy, Gunther, drew. And that's not even touching the women, Bianca, Becky, Rhea. You know what I mean? Like they just have so many over acts that and and we know like they've built up that equity, the 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 customer equity that you're at a point where you're like, okay, everything may not be perfect because things rarely are and they, they have misses, but they're gonna get us what we kind of want. And I think that's safe to say. So when Mania comes around and you got that many over talents because of their booking and how they've been presented for the last year plus, you're like, you know what? I'm good. We couldn't say that before with Mania. You you would be like, why is this person in said match? when they should be in the main event or they should be in the semi-main event. Um, or in the so for me, over the top, better real. And that's where they did that. Cause they had too many people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But yeah, I would go with actually, if you're talking about which WrestleMania season, do I remember that made an impression? I would probably go with Kofi mania since this one. And that was, of course we know that was supposed to be Ali spot. He got hurt. Kofi wins it. And then just that bubble of fan support, a lot like what happened with Cody this year. And for us to get that spot against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, that's the one 
that I can remember. And then before that, it would probably be 30 with the yes movement that really made an impression on me. The rest of them, it was like, you're like, all right, well, let's see what the go home shows bring because my hype meter, just cause I'm going is there. But if I was watching on TV, huh? okay, we'll see. Hey, so, you know, question, real quick, though. cause uh, Brandon James also is, is a wrestling 2k fan as well. Um, you know, and it was like some scuttlebutt about, um, you know, this year is the 40, the 40 years of uh, WrestleMania mm-hmm. and we're missing some matches. And I think about some of the important matches I would love to see. I guess they just can't happen because you mentioned Kofi Mania. Like for me as a fan, as you, that was an important moment um, for us. You know, I would love to see that. But of course, you know, Danielson is in the company, right? Another one would be Sasha and uh, Bianca. Like in the main event, like that's another important one, right? But how does that work? Just because they're not in the company, what is it because they would have to be paid for their likeness? I don't know how like the games work like that. Or is it strictly because they don't want to draw attention to another company? I think it's all of that, right? Because, like, you have to, you know, you can't just. So, you know how, like, uh, back in the day, or back in our day with um, NBA Live, right? Tell, you know, we had Michael Jordan wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. He was player 99. Mm-hmm. Yep. You remember that? They had to get his license. You know, they had, they had to sign off. They had to pay him. Um, it's the reason why Charles Barkley is in, in 2K series uh, today. They got to pay these dudes, right? So that's one of them. You got to pay them. And then two, I don't think uh, if I'm WWE, I, I may want to advertise, you know, a Sasha Banks, you know, in my 40 years of WrestleMania if she's not part of the company. So Man. it might be, it might be, it's, it's probably business both ways, but um, those are definitely moments I would love to see in that game or those are, this overall, this moment that, that were huge. Yeah, those yeah. are huge matches over the last decade, and yeah. if it was me, they're, they're so you know, man, I can't see somebody buying 2K, playing 2K, playing Kofi against Brian Danson. It's like, you know what? I really miss Brian Danson. Let me watch AEW. I, <laughs> I just don't see that connection. I could get it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see that. If you ain't watching AEW, because it's AEW, you ain't watching it because you're playing 2K and all of a sudden you get nostalgia. But see, also, game. you got these these guys will be playable characters on a WWE game and they don't work for the company, right? Because they got to they gotta pay these dudes Shit. to be featured. I, I, I think it's business either way, but yeah, those are <laughs> the releases those moments. Over the last few years, where like half the roster ain't no longer <laughs> with the company because they decided to do those big releases. Yeah. We've been down that road before. Hey, they told Vince, like, hey, look, we got to put this game out, man. It's not right. our fault you don't fire half the damn company. We got a game we got to put out, fam. <laughs> and that's in a few weeks. So, uh, Rhodesia, you had something you said, right? Yeah, just, uh, again, not the actual, like, matches leading up to Mania, but just having, like, Manias that I was excited for. And there's a common denominator here was WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. Uh, The Rock was the host of WrestleMania. And he had been gone for so long. And I was just crazy excited. I mean, we went knowing that, hey, The Rock was returning. And we knew he wasn't going to wrestle, but we knew that he was going to be there. So, again, nothing to do with the match card itself. But one that I was really excited leading up to it was WrestleMania 27. We probably should have prefaced that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about just how much we wanted Rock Roman over like Cody Roman because we literally went to that WrestleMania. We, we had become almost like casual fans to WWE during that time period. And I would never forget to this day. I wasn't even watching raw live. And I remember my uncle texted me and said, turn on raw. The rock is back. And I turned it on 
And to, I wasn't even DVR in it. TiVo in it back in the day. It was like that. Like, if I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. And um, I remember he cut that promo saying he was back home. He was never leaving again. And he'll be at WrestleMania. And I looked at Rudy's. I was like, we're going to WrestleMania. And that started like our fandom again of how we are with wrestling. So that's that I probably should have said, Hey, the reason why we want rock and Roman so bad is because rock is the reason why we're as big as fans. We are in this moment. That's super cool. Um, so just pivoting away from our WWE for a second, guys. Um, I'm going to talk a little about AEW. uh, just two weeks ago, W uh, had a huge, uh, main event that Sting and Darby versus the worst tag team in a, quite some time and Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Uh, you know, did you by chance see, see that match, Rhodesia? Of course. Okay. Oh, so, I don't know if she saw it, but you know I did. Yeah, it was my match for That was two weeks ago. So, you know, two weeks ago, I'm kind of like you on that. Uh, you got probably three days on me, and that's about it. Oh. Oh yeah, that's I was about to say you got it on me. I I, I got a two day max memory. <laughs> Y'all see how they are. No, but so, but so, no, Matt hey, was cool. Funny. Like, Matt, Matt sounds like real quick. Matt sounds like a wrestler. Like I remember one time I met, I met Big Show, and Matt, oh, I just love this guy, huge, massive. And I'm like, you know, I'm from Detroit. Oh, I love that that I or that Denny's or IHOP Ram's that's there on tele- Ram's Horn on Telegraph, about 15 minutes away from the airport. I mean, like these wrestlers, they have minds of like an elephant. I think that's the phrase, and that's how mad is when it comes to sports and with wrestling. Oh, just like what he said. I remember my uncle told me to turn on TV because Rock was on. I don't remember all that. I just remember that Rock was going to be the the host. So, but that he has a mind of an elephant that he could tell because you were sitting there breastfeeding, oh. hating the world. That's why. At that time, I was hating the world. She hating the world. You probably cussed me out for turning the channel. <laughs> Go ahead. E. Uh, but you know, Darby and Sting end up winning that match, winning the tag team championships. Right now, in usually, I get upset. Like, hey, that's a big moment. You let that moment you no know, sit. Mm-hmm. But out comes the Young Bucks. And they destroy Darby. They destroy Sting, leave him lame, bloody. Sting's sons were there. They look just like him. They're big as he is. They got beat up too. They they got that ass whooped too by two skinny dudes in white suits. And it was such a visual that the blood was smeared all over the white suits. It just was a visual sight. And it ended up being a really hot angle for AEW. So the following week, we're like, dang, how are they going to? Then how are they going to follow this up? How are they going to follow this up? Now, the Young Bucks still have on these white suits. Them, they some nasty guys, man. Big I time. guess, you, you know, see, word on the street before, you know, Dirty Vince got put all on blast that this this this, this new character was a variation of, of, of Vince. So it kind of makes sense that they still wearing these dirty suits, oh. you know, a week later with the blood stains on them. So that's part of the story. That's part of the visual. Mm-hmm. Right, so the young bucks a week later, after brutalizing Sting and his family, the new tag team champions, Darby Allen comes out with the bat, and he has a promo. Uh, let's see if we can get this thing to work, guys. So prefacing, what are you missing? What? I wish you would do that before promo? I started the promo. <laughs> what about this promo? Did you say to yourself, "Oh, I can't wait to talk about this on the pod"? Well, what I would rather do is play the the promo, 
and then we can talk about it immediately afterwards. Because okay. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, uh, screw the pooch, so they say. Right. And then two, I didn't want to stop the promo. I don't know if it'll work again. So Matt, <laughs> if it doesn't work again, it's on you. Here we no, go. No, it's all Riverside. Of AEW. What was the original mission statement of AEW? It was to change the world. I have that you shirt. Know, listen, you know when I was homeless and AEW first started, I begged you guys for a job. And you saw nothing in me. Yet I had to sit by and watch all your shit friends get hired. You little California crew. And thank God, thank God at the time there was an EVP here with a sense of brains. Okay. There was an EVP there with brains. Let's keep going. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. Wait, wait, wait. You know, you did a, you did a little interview last year why you resigned to AEW. So, if you guys didn't hear it, we got a Cody Rhodes chant on AEW TV, right? He had to leave the company to get a damn Cody Rhodes chant, but we got one <laughs> last week on AEW. Let's keep going. AEW. And what did you say in that interview, huh? Tell us. I remind us. This is, you guys said that you resigned because the travel schedule was light, the money was good. It was no longer about changing the world. The original mission statement was dead. I thought this was all elite wrestling. But it looks like this is uh, all friendship wrestling. You know why? Think, think about the very first episode of Dynamite. Darby Allen wasn't on it. You know who was? Brandon Collar. What the? Okay, so we, we're, we're bringing up Brian Cut, Brandon Cutler in this interview again. You know, the Young Bucks are still outside the ring with the white suits on with his blood still on it. But we're talking about Brandon Cutler. Let's keep going. I don't know what kind of tussles you guys got into at home school, but we're talking about Sting's final match. That's what this is about, right? You guys want to be Sting's final match. You're damn right, man. I don't think you guys understand what you guys got yourselves into. We're talking about a man that has nothing left to lose. Young Bucks, Darby Allen and Sting, the AEW Tag Championship. You make it official? Is that official? Is that official? So he goes on and he says that they're, they're getting their match. Final match is going to be the Young Bucks versus uh, Darby and Sting for the championship match. So I kind of prefaced it. So we we heard the, the, the promo, Roji. I'm assuming you hadn't heard it before that, right? Not really, no. Right? Mm -mm. So I told you, hot angle, the Young Bucks lay out Sting, his sons, Bloody everybody. They're still wearing this, the 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 white blood soaked suits from the previous week. Darby Allen comes out with the bat, and what he wants to do, he wants to cut a shoot promo instead of instead of you know coming out there 
addressing the brutal beatdown from the week, he takes it upon himself to cut a shoot promo about the Young Bucks, the California crew, and Brandon Cutler. What a way, what a way to follow up on a hot angle is with the work shoot promo that has nothing to do with the previous week's beatdown. To me, guys, this is the problem with AEW storytelling. This is why I said they should just shut up and wrestle. Just give me the damn tag team match because these follow-up and these storylines are horrendous. What say you guys? I'm a bit disappointed in Darby because just what I just said about Tiffy, that's low-hanging fruit. Let's just dissect what he said. I try to write down some of the things he was saying. Um, starting a new company, so your friends are on the first episode. Well, if I'm starting a new company, I'm probably going to put my friends on first. Day ones, right? Um, two, I thought we were about to go with this whole thing is, are you happy that Darby and Sting got the tag championship? And I am, because at least now... Um, Sting can go out being a champion or he can lose it, but he's going into his finals match as a, as a tag champion. So I'm actually happy and grateful for that. But you getting a Cody cheer on your programming, which if that was just that, okay, I guess that's cool. But again, it's this low hanging fruit. Darby's much better than that on the mic. Um, to your point, what would I've wanted to hear? Or as far as like, what could you bring to f- come to follow that match they had the week before? I don't know, but it definitely wasn't that. I think that whole interview was to get a pop, chasing the hug of the insider wrestling fan. You throwing Brendan Cutler under the bus. Like, to me, that was just all, that to me felt kind of nasty, just all the way around. And I and I thought Darby, and I know Darby is better than that. He could have came up with something way better than that, unless they told him to come up with that. Unless you have the EVPs who said, this is my new gimmick. I want you to do this shoot uh, promo against me nothing's off limits bring up the the most craziest stuff you can bring up and then i can't hate him for that but if it was anything other than that i just feel like again low-hanging fruit let's not go there so i don't have i don't carry the way to be completely honest i don't because i can see both sides of it like when i heard it and i watched it live and i'm like I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Meaning talking about Cody, but it ain't my company. So whatever. <laughs> um, so I had a feeling this would be a, cause we didn't talk about it. You just asked me in the text, like, Hey, have you seen the promo? I was like, yep. You was like, Oh buddy. Can't wait for the podcast. And Rhodesia and I also didn't talk about it. So I put a, a, a question out on X that Thursday. And I say a question about this promo from Darby Allen, where he got a Cody chant from the crowd. Is it nothing because AEW does a lot of insider things on TV and the fan base enjoys it? Or is it something that hurts the product by putting more light on WWE? Just want to give you guys a few answers. Uh, Devontae Forever says, hurts the product every time. Ain't no money in that. Uh, Shooting the shiznit said, I don't like it, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It really does not matter when it comes to AEW audience. The audience is built on being in the know. This follows right along with that. Uh, Jesse Malloy said, I think it's nothing because Cody was a part of AEW. It's not exactly insider knowledge to acknowledge him in any facet. 
Derek said, I'm going to bring up something that might piss some AEW fans off, but it has to be heard. Why is it every time? Oh, he's talking about the Vince Man thing. Um, <laughs> Johnny Boy back. says, honestly, yeah, he, he says, honestly, it shows the sign of little man syndrome. They are going through a hard time at the moment, so they fall back on what got the hardcores to tune in, Fed references, cheap tactics done purely for smarks. Could he have just called out their abuse of power alone? Question mark. Uh, And then Straight Edge Devastator said, it's nothing because it's nothing. It's only something because a certain portion of the population feels like making a thing out of it. This was an excellent promo by Darby to further the thing with the tag champs and the extremely violent people. So those were the comments we got. So shout out to everybody who responded to that. Um, Reason why I say I can see it on both sides. I see it from a perspective of it's nothing because AEW's fan base is the hardcore of the hardcore. I don't know if AEW truly has like casual fans. I think anybody and everybody who, who watches AEW knows for a fact who Cody Rose is. And they know for a fact he was in AEW and AEW is still there. They didn't cheer for him there. Well, that's a whole other thing, but that they don't care. Right. So it just adds to the wink and the nod. The reason why it could be nothing to me, and I actually enjoy the Bucks right now. I like their gimmick. I like the Bucks. Yeah, I can see people saying it's like too insider. I get that for sure, but I'm getting a kick out of it because they're the only ones doing it. Now, if everybody's going out there and doing the shoot style, you know, work shoot promos, I'm over it. No, thank you. But if it's stuck to just them, because that is what fans online have said. So kind of what I talked about Tiffany Stratton, how that line didn't hit in WWE about Naomi leaving WWE and Bianca, you were sold 2023, like you're done for. That did get a pop. Hell, they got a Cody's chant of all things. So if, if they're going with the thing of, hey, let's lean into what the IWC says about us as the Young Bucks to give us even more heel heat, that's probably what they're looking at. Us who have been watching this thing for decades upon decades upon decades know that, hey, that doesn't really work to further your audience. It doesn't help your Down business. the line. But at the end of the day, it's a promo, and honestly, that promo was not even thought about. We're probably spending more time on that promo right now a week later than, honestly, they may have even putting that promo together. I totally I totally agree with that. So more so than the Cody thing, I, like, I get that's just, they love, like, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that, man, you go from that brutal beatdown the week before to coming back with this. It just doesn't seem like it's a natural transition. Like, I... When you think about how normal people may react in a situation, I don't know if, let's say you and I are in a tag team and two guys, they beat up you and Matt. I'm not coming out next week oh, talking I'm about, out. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not coming out next week to cut a work shoot promo. Like, right? Nothing he really said really responded to the brutality of the previous previous week and I, i'm talking about storytelling so this That's is when call. guys who say oh it was a great promo if you like that type of work shoot type crap promos sure but talk about the story like the story wasn't continued from the week we didn't revisit the brutality the that promo did not match what we saw last week it it not not for one moment 
Why are these guys still wearing the blood-soaked promo and Darby doesn't even mention it not once during his entire promo? Like, this should, at this point should be a blood feud. Do you think it's a blood feud after listening to Dar- that promo? No, and actually that promo sounds like a promo that would have been cut before the beatdown. Before the beatdown. Right? Like, that's the promo where you come out and you just say, like, look, UVPs, I thought I knew what this was. What happened to y'all? And then right. they come and do the beatdown because they of that. They do the beatdown. Yeah, so, hey, That's I what I'm it. talking about. It's just the it. storytelling. It just didn't, it just didn't match. And that's what, my, that's what my issue is more so than the Cody champ because I get it. That's the, that's the chase of the hug. And it's weird that they're chasing the Cody hug and y'all had Cody and y'all crapped all over the man for months. And I get he cut a bad promo. I was there for it. I experienced it too. But, you know, hey, he wasn't the first person. Look no further than the Pillar promos. We still champion them, them guys, right? So. No, I mean, that's a good bring up, man. It's, it's, a, it's a real good bring up. And it's just one of the things that I always talk about when I talk about in a vacuum, the show's are more than fine. You watch it and you're going to be entertained for those two hours and you're going to walk away and say, okay, cool. Like I'm good. But when you watch it week to week to week to week to week, you're kind of like, Hey, that was a, Hey, did we forget that just happened? That should have happened. I got it. I get it. Yeah. Cause the, not to, to belabor that, but you're right. You just look at, okay, you're, you're right. I don't know how many people who watch AEW who are just casual fans of wrestling, but, you're not going to get anybody. Like if I'm tuning to that and I see him saying that now I might get excited initially because of the passion in Darby's voice. But then when I hear them coding some, um, chanting a name and let's say I just do a quick due diligence of, Hey, who's this Cody guy? He's a, he's over WWE. Now I'm about to go watch WWE. Cause evidently oh, so that's the reason. So then the 2k thing is right. That's why they don't want to put Sasha Banks <laughs> and Daniel Bryan in the 2k. You, yeah. you just proved me wrong, I guess. And there you go. <laughs> Let's get to the chamber. Uh, definitely a different pay-per-view than I think Triple H and team had planned on. No Brock Lesnar. Uh, no CM Punk. So definitely a different type show. Radish, I know you got the matches in, in front of you. So let's go through. I mean, we don't have to take a long time. on. I think there's only four or five matches for this show. It is, what, 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. our time on Saturday. We'll probably still do our normal, typical Sunday pie. We will have Brandon with us who was with us on the Royal Rumble post show. It won't be a live show, but he'll be on. We'll kind of break down Elimination Chamber, and I got some WrestleMania topics that I think you guys are like that we kind of can talk about too because we should know the landscape a little bit of, of Mania. Uh, you did before we get to it, and maybe, Radija, let's start with the Women's Elimination Chamber. I hadn't forgot. You brought up the J thing. There were some people who he thought J should J be thing. in the chamber, and then Raquel... Uh, Came back and she she took that that shot. And I was trying to explain this on X. You do not put Jade in the chamber. The only way to win the chamber match is everyone has to be either pinned or submitted. It's not like the Rumble where you lose. You cannot win the Rumble and have nothing to do with the finish. You would have to. Jade's not winning the Elimination Chamber. She's not going in to fight. Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. She's not going in to fight Io Shirai because Io's already going against Bailey. So that's not Io happening. Sky. <laughs> so there was there, so there was a lot of conversation around put her in there and she'll have a good showing. No, she ain't. She ain't a good showing wrestler. She is a potential generational talent that can main event multiple WrestleManias for years to come. 
you do not show her the first time in a rumble that she doesn't win, and then you back to back in the next month in the next chamber where she either gets pinned or gets submitted. Can't do that. Now, what you could have done potentially is if the chamber was not a say Rhodesia was like, well, maybe the the chamber could be just first pinfall. Okay, say let's go with that. Now you could put her in the chamber, and the same person that threw her out of the rumble is the reason why she doesn't win the chamber. And then that could be your WrestleMania match. And her whole thing is, look, you have poo-pooed now on two of my big moments. I could have won the Rumble, but you threw me out. I could have won the Elimination Chamber, but you hit me from behind when I was going for the pin. I Now I want you on the grandest stages of my all. Right? That's an easy promo you can cut, and now you got that. But uh-uh, leave that girl way, way far away from the chamber. Now, if she's not on Raw Monday and they get something cooking with her quick, I don't know if you go back to Naya. I don't think that's that's the match for. It looks like we're not doing Bianca and Jade as a tag team because Braun Breaker just went to SmackDown. And maybe we can talk about Braun signing to SmackDown next week too. I can't see them getting Braun and Jade. So I'm going to assume Jade is on, on Raw. So that's the reason why I say you leave her far, far away from the chamber. Well, I guess we'll just start there with the EC women's chamber. So we know Raquel was the final contestant. Um, the back and ass crew is back together again. We're going to see hey. how they act together in in the chamber. For y'all who was not listening to the pod back when the back and ass was a thing, <laughs> that is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. She shows back and she shows ass. Back, back and ass. They're back and ass. Um, this one's an uh, interesting elimination chamber for me. Um, not because who's in it, because I course if you think about maybe the heavy hitters this is probably who we put together it almost feels like i know there's a lot of energy around bianca she has been undefeated in mania but it almost feels like the chamber it is made for becky to win so again it goes back to maybe being a schmark i heard you mentioned that somebody said that word earlier am i really incited about this elimination chamber because I believe Becky's going to win. So it doesn't really matter what else happens. I, mean, I guess they could still put on a good match itself and have some great spots because it is an elimination chamber. But for me, I feel like Becky's going to win. I don't think anybody else will. We might get some good showings, but then at the end of the day, I feel like almost if this doesn't start, oh, <laughs> if, I, if this doesn't start the show, then I will feel bad then for the men's chamber. Who do y'all think is? So you say all that, and you have yet to give us who's in this match. Can you please tell us? Oh who's yeah, in the I'm match? sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm looking right at the picture here. So we have right now Becky, Naomi, Bianca Belair, Tiffy, and then back in ass Raquel and Liv Morgan. Got it. So you're going with who? I'm going with Becky, and I feel like there's nobody's okay, going to tell me that she can't win. Ooh. He's over there hitting the bull even though he wouldn't hit the gunshots on your guy, Cody, not working a fan-friendly <laughs> uh, style of a match. But um, so then you must not be going with Becky. You must be going with somebody else. He's Who are you going with to go against Rhea at WrestleMania? It, it looks like um, all signs are pointing to Becky. I mean, they've been really advertising their matchup for some time now. Every week. So, I mean, it, it has to be. It's, I'm just intrigued on what they have for Bianca, right? Because they keep putting her out there. 
Mm-hmm. She keeps getting these. Re- I know. I understand she has a show, and but that's all the more like, what do you have for her, right? Like your average, you're putting her out there. You're advertising these press conferences, and you're making time to put her in segments. You got to have something for her. Um, for the start that she is, she's still obviously over. You mentioned like the reaction she got on Raw. I'm just intrigued because I, mm-hmm. I don't think you go. I, I don't think we're looking at a three way. Um, for that match, I I probably will rather see a one on one match, probably with Becca and Rhea because they've been teasing it so much. We haven't seen any interaction with Rhea and 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 Bianca, so I, I'm gonna go with Becky. Hey, why you boo me then? Good. I, I still don't want to hear you say it out loud, though. I <laughs> got it. Okay. You need to boo yourself. You can't use the media board <laughs> just for your personal thoughts. You got to use it for the entire totality of the show. Hey, on the Sunday no, 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 show, I'm, not, I'm, I'm signing no, I'm in as a host. And I'm going hey, to yeah. control the whole goddamn thing. We probably won't have any listeners toward the two-minute mark, but watch. I'm signing in as a host. <laughs> You're just going to start with claps and boos for no reason. Yep. Every time so you talk, you're going, Becky. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you got to go, Becky. Like, you got to yeah. go, Becky. I hope for Raquel Hill turn. We don't need babyface Raquel again. We do Been not. there, done that. Maybe that's what we get for Liv. That would be fun for yeah. them to revisit them and do put them in the media match. And unless Charlotte makes a miracle comeback of the most miracle comebacks of all miracle comebacks, you're right. I don't know what Bianca does. Ding, ding, Maybe wait. there's still a chance of... Bianca and Jay with Kabuki Warriors. Because right now we don't know what the Kabuki Warriors are doing either. Just the Braun Breaker signing to SmackDown is what threw me off. So I'm like, man, how do you put both of them over there? But yes, give me Becky. I think it would be a... Uh, I'm all for like swerves. That would be a ridiculous swerve to have put this much equity and time into Rhea and Becky each week for us just not to get it. So I guess we're all aligned. We're going with Becky Lynch. Real quick on with um, Charlotte Flair. I had a question that I wanted to ask y'all and I'm a bit ignorant on like uh, luchador wrestling. When I was seeing Andrade El Idolo, which they're going by the same name and the masks that he had could, could he mentioned his wife in his promo too on raw. Could Charlotte come as a luchador? I mean, do you have to have had, training in in mexico to be able to wear the mask like is it blasphemy to wear a mask and not have that that history taught to you because it, could you imagine the two of them together that would be sick that would be fire it's blasphemy if you paint yourself as a luchador just because you're under a mask doesn't mean you're claiming you're a luchador okay right you're just a masked wrestler so, I mean, if they want to do something fun like that, they because could. Because we've seen Charlotte think... already do all the great things already. I would like mm-hmm. for her to come back and have a new a new evolution of herself. And then just when I heard Andrade mention my wife, that just made me get the thinking, could they come back together? He's, he's Luchador. Could she wear a mask? Charlotte in the mask? Ooh. You ain't bringing no Charlotte Flair back to put her on no GD mask. What's going on, woman? What's the next match? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Let's um let's go with the Grayson Waller effect. So we already know. Oh that... no, that no, that's not a match. Yeah, that's not a match. Okay, we Who can't cares? talk about it. I mean, we can, but like. So well, did we see okay. any bloodline there Y'all in the it. Grayson Waller effect? <laughs> did we see any bloodline there? Oh, no, that's a good question. 
That's a good question. Does Rock and or Roman make the trip? Well, we know Roman to ain't. Set up something. Roman made sure well, the wise man. He never said no. He just asked if he had to go. <laughs> he never said he wasn't showing up. That's a good question. Or do we just see the Grayson Waller effect? And that is where they challenge Rock and Roman for a match at Mania. E. Man, I mean, maybe I'm still holding out that uh, that you know, Rock somehow gets in that. <laughs> Is chamber it the chamber? Match. <laughs> yeah. So if he's getting in that chamber match, he's not coming all the way out there. I at the same time, man, I just I just don't know. I'm going all the way out there just to be in an interview segment with Waller. I mean, it's I mean, stranger things can happen, right? We seen on mm-hmm. AEW TV where you know, man who got brutally beat up. A week before it comes back and talks man, about their friends really instead of actually that. coming to whoop some ass. Damn, but, I'm sorry, man. You know, that really bothered you. I just felt like, man, like, like, hey, Sting's my, like, that's, that's his, that's, man, that man's 70 years old. And you're going to let that 70 year old man get beat up and you come back the next <laughs> week and it. talk about the assailant's friends. I'm just saying. I don't know the Rock Ooh, and Roman are coming to Australia. To sit on Grayson Waller's uh, show. That's just it. I mean, that's that's a long ways for those two important men. I can't get their ass to show up, you know, for a regular event, but they're going to show up to Australia to sit on the show. I just don't know. Rocky's in Hawaii, though? It wouldn't be too far of a trip. But but then I still don't think you do that without announcing they're going to be there. Right? Like That's fair. On the Waller effect, too? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. But, uh, but yeah. But the question I asked was bloodline, so they could also have been Solo or Jimmy. I think the bloodline will show up at the Grayson Waller effect. I mean, yeah. I mean, Heyman. If the, if those guys would come, I could see definitely see Heyman. You know, cutting a promo Heyman's, or something I'm like that. I'm saying Heyman's gonna be there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna save the men's for last, so we'll go to the next two. I'm really excited to see, but again, I don't think they're dropping it. So we have a men's tag team. A match between Judgment Day with Finn and Damian Priest against um, Butch and Tyler Bates. What's his S name? No S. I don't know. S or no S. Tyler Bates. Maybe a, a S on the end. I'm black, so Tyler Bates, regardless. Is who's well, in. that's Tyler Bates, but who's the first person? Ooh. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. I've been begging for that name forever, and we finally got it back. But um, mm, mm, mm. I think this match is going to be a banger of a match. I don't think I'm going to see them dropping that at Elimination Chamber. And I only say that because I don't know if there's enough heat behind Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate to be able to go into mm-hmm. Mania as tag champions. With the, with the titles? Um, with the titles. If it wasn't that timing of Mania, I can see them dropping it there to them too. But other than that, no. What are y'all thoughts? I think it's going to be uh, an, another good match. However, I mean, there is a chance that R-Truth can come out and, and cost them the mm-hmm. championship. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, we could get that. So let's let's keep that on the cuff. That's a that's a good call. The, but probably the smarter money, though, is R-Truth is there. But the smarter money is great match. We'll be talking about it on Sunday about how they show improved and they killed it. And Judgment Day, once mm-hmm. again, is in a fantastic tag match. They were in a fantastic tag match on Raw, too. Um, but... I still think we're looking at our truth winning the tag titles probably with like Miz at, at Mania. I like that's that. where you drop. That's where you have Judgment Day lose the titles. I don't mm-hmm. think you have them lose. Where these are to your point. That'd be a hell of a rocket strapped on their backs though. Yeah. If they were to do that, I just don't see that. So give me uh give me Judgment Day. Uh, next we'll move on to 
the women's championship match. So we have Rhea in her home country against Nia Jax. Main event, I, probably, right? It better be the main event. I It was first on the top of WWE. So Give I'm throw them that. that main event slot. She yeah. deserves it. And you haven't mm-hmm. asked me yet, but of course Rhea Ripley is winning that match. Yeah. 100%. If there was a way to bet. Bet your homes, bet your cars, bet all oh, no, the money. No, in your don't account. bet your homes. Don't bet. Bet everything. No, my family lost it, like the bet whole everything. riches in Manjong because my great great granddaddy just was a gambler. So let's not bet a home. He wasn't betting WWE. He wasn't betting Ripley, Rhea Ripley in her home. He said, he said, leave the Manjong alone and it's, WWE. Exactly. But WWE didn't exist back then. So give Rhea her incredible baby face. Oh, God. <laughs> We gotta go home. Yeah, yeah, it's time to go. It's time time to to wrap this. We all know Rhea's gonna win. (laughs) Incredible hometown pop and entrance and spectacle and all that. Right? I agree. Okay. (laughs) Last, the men's chamber. So we before before we do the the folks in it, got a question from Eternal on this one. He said, "I see a lot of people saying that the men's elimination chamber match is predictable, but I see it otherwise. It's between Drew or Randy for me. Wonder what y'all think. I'm leaning towards Randy." Is what Eternal said. So now we know we got Drew, we got Randy, we Who's have the other participants. We have Bobby Lashley, we have KO, we have L A Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find the I believe the final entry was Logan. So we have again every time I talk about Mania, I talk about Drew being in the main event picture. So the only way to get there is for him to win the Elimination Chamber. I don't think Randy's going to win it. Um, I do think it's Drew, but it's kind of like what this whole card is, I felt like. I think I know who's going to win every match. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, and I think it'll be a, a great match too, but I'm going to say Drew. I'm going to go Drew as well. Um, and I find it to be kind of interesting that they're putting this much equity in Drew, a guy who can possibly you know walk in a couple months. They're doing a whole he lot for me. If he pinned Cody on Raw, he he's he's one. Yep, I mean he they pin and they make it a big deal about that, right? Yep. The, he lost, and you know if he wins the Elimination Chamber and gets to a, a Mania match with Seth, I mean I almost kind of feel like Drew's destined to win the whole damn thing, and that's a lot for a guy who's going to be who's on his way out of the company. So you're going, you're going Drew too. I'm gonna go Drew and Eternal. The reason why. I think people are saying it's predictable and I love your Orton angle, but there's been nothing that's been done on SmackDown for us to possibly think a SmackDown wrestler is going to jump to raw during this time to take on Seth for the championship at WrestleMania. If they would give us some hints, if they would even talk about that said thing on SmackDown. Okay. Maybe. Okay, cool. You know, if Randy comes out and cuts the promo and said Monday nights, it's really good for me or something to that effect, but they haven't done anything. So as predictable as it is, I think you go drew and I would be shocked if it's not drew, even though I would love for Bobby to win it. I think it'd be fun if Orton won it. Of course, I think it'd be fun if like anybody who's in that match, it would be fun if they won it, maybe outside of KO because been there, done that with him. But uh, it's another one. I think we're going to watch the match and we're going to say, okay, so now we know we're getting LA night versus, Maybe Orton at Mania. Okay, now we can see how they're going to do um, 
who else is in it? Um, whoever, right? I think we'll be able to see some WrestleMania matches with those guys in it, but I, th I think it's Drew for sure. I feel like this Elimination Chamber just feels a lot like the traditional No Way Out. Like you already knew at Rumble, kind of already where this is the trajectory is of the matches of Mania. Uh, now they're just going to have to put on the spectacle. Is that a grand place in Australia. I don't doubt that they're not going to put on a spectacle for us and put on great matches. But again, I just truly feel like I know everybody who's going to win. And again, we have what, four matches. But I don't even know if I want a surprise, too. So let me also add that. I don't think I would want anybody who I didn't say to win not win. Because I wouldn't even know where that, how that's going to look. You know why? Because that's natural storytelling. When you go into a movie... You know John Wick is gonna win at the end, and when he does, you're happy about it. Hey, hold on, we don't spoil alerts, but hell, if you ain't I, seen John Wick four by now, you deserve to be spoiled. I mean, we bought it. Hey, John he Wick dies. eight. He died. At the end of the day, John Wick is walking out of that mug, oh, the winner. And that's there's nothing wrong with getting exactly what you should want, because it's exactly what you should get. It's, it's it's when you don't want it and you get it is when it sucks. Yeah. Like we talked about like the prior WrestleManias and things of that nature. But I, I think Rhodesia, then we can end on it. This goes back to, like I said, kind of at the beginning of this. No Punk. We know he was going to be in a high profile match. No Brock Lesnar. To see him and Dom would have been incredible. And the TV, they would have been able to tell up to that point of cocky Dom just talking about how I'm the one that threw Brock Lesnar out of the Royal Rumble. So you, you don't get those two. Who knows what the original plan was going to be for Charlotte before right. she got hurt for the chamber. It's a lot of injuries. It's a lot of injuries. So uh, hopefully they, they stop. Uh, Shotzi just came out and said she's probably out nine months. So she hurt her knee, which sucks. That girl's been through a lot. So thoughts and prayers for Shotzi, from her sister having cancer to she, she said she was battling mental health issues. Um, so just hopefully she's good. Hopefully she comes back better than ever. But yeah, it's, it sucks that they're all going down to knee injuries. So I know before... We were kind of talking about all the injuries in AEW. Injury bugs biting WWE too. So it's it just it's part of the guess it's part of the gig. It just sucks when you're this close to your major shows and you get it. So that is all, right? That, that's it for the chamber. That's all it's gonna be. Ain't gonna be no more. And then it is truly the road to WrestleMania. Like I said, we'll be back on Sunday and we're gonna talk about the chamber, kind of give our thoughts on that. And then I'll even throw in, because I got them down here somewhere. Let me look and see. I'll throw in a couple of questions I'm going to ask y'all. We'll throw in a couple of questions. Um, one thing I'm going to ask you guys is can The Rock deliver a Mania level solo main event? Okay. And I'm going to ask this now, and I do want comments from you guys. So give it to me this weekend. We'll talk about it on Sunday. Does Roman Reigns deserve a standing ovation when he loses the title? Should he get that moment where champion leaves, he's still in the ring, and he gets a standing ovation from the crowd? Because Hell no, get that man out of my ring so I can get my Cody no, no. chance. So Hell no, me, get that out of here, man. Me this podcast. Don't oh, give me the answer. That is for Sunday's show. So we'll get ready. I gave you the answer already. Everybody else is standing on basically. And we'll make sure that he podcast. does not have. Yeah, no, I'm a host. Ooh. I already told you I'm a host on Sunday. Out of all the I'm bad performances we've had on the this may be his worst. With the. Ooh. And he's still going. 
socials, that's FNW. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Uh, five stars, comments, all that kind of good stuff, right? Do all that kind of stuff. Once again, thank you guys for your support. We love you, and we will see you guys on Sunday. Get off those buttons, E.